For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject our spiritual journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. This is part 20 of the series. Paul keeps emphasizing and using the word glory. So all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah will have a glorified body. And in having a glorified body, what will that body give off? It gives off light. So while all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah will have a glorified body, they will not all have the same glorified body because as Paul explains, one star differs from another star in glory. So is the resurrection of the dead. So the degree of our glory, of our eternal resurrected body, is linked and associated with our service in this life unto Yeshua and unto his kingdom. If we believe in Yeshua but died as a spiritual babe, we will have a lesser glory than those who believe in Yeshua and achieved spiritual maturity in him. So now let's see how the Bible defines eternal life. In Greek, the Greek word for life is zoe. The Hebrew word is chai. So what is linked or associated with life? Chai, Zoe. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 20 it is written that you might love the Lord your God and that you might obey his voice and that you might cleave unto him for he is your Chai. So the Torah says the Lord your God, he is Chai or Zoe. But we also see that Chai is associated with keeping the Torah or the commandments and the statutes and the judgments of the God of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 16 it is written, And that I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you might live. So the God of Israel himself, he is your Chai. But then loving him and keeping his commandments and following his Torah is also Chai, or Zoe, or life. The God of Israel, he wants us to choose Chai, to choose Zoe, to choose life. That means we choose to follow and believe in the God of Israel. That means believing in Yeshua as the Messiah. And he wants us to choose to love him, to keep his commandments, and to follow his Torah with the help and the inspiration of his Holy Spirit. So in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it is written, I call heaven and earth to record or to testify this day against you, that I've set before you life, high, Zoe, and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, choose high, choose Zoe, that both you and your seed may live. So seeing these two applications of the meaning of chai and that we're to choose it, 
one being that the Lord your God is your high. That's how we understand that by believing in Yeshua, because he is our high, that we can have eternal life by believing in him, that he is the Messiah, when we confess our sins and make him Savior of our lives. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it is written, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Zoe, or Chai. So here we see, just as we learned from the Torah in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 20, that the Lord your God, or Yeshua, is your high. Believing on him, you have everlasting life. We can also see that Chai, or Zoe, or life, is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah from John chapter 17, verse 3, as it is written. And this is life, Zoe, Chai, eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, in Yeshua HaMashiach, whom you have sent. So we have a judgment to determine whether we have accepted Yeshua as our Messiah. And if we have, through believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth that He is Lord, we will spend eternity with Him and have everlasting life. In believing in Yeshua, there's a separate judgment for our service unto Him and His kingdom. Because we're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. So once we believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, there's a judgment regarding our service for him and his kingdom, whether we followed his Torah, whether we sought to do his will, whether we loved others and laid down our lives for others, whether we walked in truth and righteousness. And this will determine our inheritance or our reward in heaven in being a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah. This will determine our inheritance in Him. So our eternal reward or status in heaven is based upon our service to Yeshua and to His kingdom, whether we were obedient to Him in His Torah and whether we sought to do His will in our lives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, it is written, Every man's work or his service shall be made manifest. In other words, what did we do and what was our motive in doing it? For the day shall declare it because it will be revealed by fire, that is trial, testing, persecution, affliction. And the fire shall try every man's work or test our hearts to determine what is in our hearts. Paul goes on to explain in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, If any man's work or service unto the Lord for him and his kingdom abides, that means we have borne fruit for Yeshua, sought to do his will, and brought glory to his kingdom, we shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, in other words, we remained a spiritual babe and couldn't overcome our flesh and our carnal nature, just like the children of Israel who died in the wilderness, we will suffer loss. Loss of what? Loss of reward in Yeshua. In other words, we won't receive the inheritance of the promised land. In other words, since we didn't walk in truth and righteousness, but instead remained a babe and was influenced by the flesh, our natural eyes and carnal thinking, we will suffer loss loss of reward, but because we did come out of Egypt, put the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost, and received Yeshua into our heart and our life, we will be saved, yet so as by fire. We can see how the righteous will receive a reward that is our inheritance in Yeshua from Proverbs chapter 11 verse 18 as it is written, to him that sows righteousness shall be a sure reward. We can see that those who are faithful to Yeshua, that loves him, keeps his commandments, 
commandments that's faithful in service to him and his kingdom and seeks to do his will will receive a reward. Psalm chapter 62 verse 12 it is written, Also unto you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to every man according to his work or his service unto the God of Israel and his kingdom. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 27 it is written, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory, he shall reward every man according to his works or his service, or how he lived his life unto the God of Israel. We can furthermore see this principle in Revelation chapter 22, verses 12 and 13, as it is written. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, or in Hebrew, the Aleph and the Top, the first and last letters of the alphabet, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So we see from the example of the children of Israel, who physically came out of Egypt, put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, yet died in the wilderness, yet there was a remnant who went into the promised land, that there was a judgment by the God of Israel to determine whether you came out of Egypt or not. Then there was a judgment regarding those who was in the wilderness, whether they would trust in the God of Israel and follow his Torah. And that judgment included whether they were going to believe his covenant promises, seek to do his will, and go into the promised land. Those who failed the judgment died in the wilderness. Those who passed the judgment got to go into the promised land. So what physically happened to the children of Israel is a spiritual blueprint of the kingdom of heaven. As the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and putting the blood of the lamb on the doorpost foreshadows and prophesies of those who believe in Yeshua and accept his shed blood when he died on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins. Those who put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost represents all those who confesses their sins and believes in their heart that Yeshua is the Messiah and they make him their savior. But there are levels of holiness and levels of spiritual growth and that's why Yeshua judges our works to determine our inheritance or eternal rewards in him. So in Matthew chapter 19 verses 16 and 17 it is written, Behold, one came and said to him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I might have eternal life, eternal Zoe, eternal Chai. Now, Zoe or Chai refers to the best of life that the God of Israel offers his people. And what is the best of life that he offers his people? That is to be his bride and live forever with him in the New Jerusalem, which is a city of truth and righteousness. So, in order to spiritually ascend to the promised land or Jerusalem or Mount Zion, you had to first leave Egypt and receive the Torah at Mount Sinai or keep his commandments. That's why Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 19 verse 17, If you will enter Chai, Zoe, life, keep the commandments. Do what the children of Israel were commanded at Mount Sinai. So in Matthew chapter 19 verse 18, the rich young ruler says, Which commandments? And Yeshua said, You shall do no murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. So these are commandments of the Ten Commandments regarding how we treat other people. Yeshua continued by saying in Matthew 19, 19, Honor your father and your mother and love your neighbor as yourself. So these two major elements of what the Bible defines as eternal life, or in Hebrew, chai, or in Greek, zoe, that is believing in Yeshua and walking in truth and righteousness, which entails loving your neighbors yourself, we see in 1 John chapter 3, verse 23, as it is written, And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Yeshua the Messiah. That is because the Torah says, He 
that is the Lord your God is your high, Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 20, and love one another, which is being obedient to his Torah that Yeshua gave at Mount Sinai, and when we do it by his spirit, we ascend to Jerusalem or Mount Zion as he gave us commandment. Just as we see from the example of the children of Israel who came out of Egypt on their way to the promised land, or specifically Jerusalem or Mount Zion, they had to go through the wilderness to get to Jerusalem or Mount Zion, the wilderness representing the trials and the tribulations of life. So that's why Yeshua taught to go through trials, tribulations, and persecutions is the path that we get to the promised land, or the path that we get to Jerusalem or Mount Zion, or eternal life, or Chai, or Zoe. So Yeshua taught in Matthew chapter 7 verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life, chai in Hebrew, zoe in Greek, and few find it. So this word narrow is the Strong's number 2346 in the Strong's Greek dictionary. It's the Greek word thlebo, and it's found 10 places in the New Testament, and this is the only place where it's translated as narrow. In other verses, it's translated as trouble, affliction, tribulation. So Yeshua is teaching that the way to the best of life that he has, that's Jerusalem or Mount Zion, that you have to first go through the wilderness, suffer trials, tribulations, and persecutions, and overcome them. So first, we believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. Christianity calls that salvation or being born again. Then we live our lives seeking to love him, keep his commandments, and by doing so, takes us to the path that leads us into the promised land to Jerusalem or Mount Zion. Mount Zion represents doing the will of God in our lives. In order to do the will of God in our lives, we have to dedicate our lives in believing in Yeshua as the Messiah to his kingdom and in the service of his kingdom to bear fruit for his kingdom and to bring glory to his kingdom. That is why Yeshua taught that in order to have the best of life that Yeshua gives, you must make the kingdom of God first in your life and forsake holding on to the things of this world. So Yeshua taught that those who forsake all will rule and reign with him forever in his kingdom and in his government. And who's the people that will rule and reign with him forever in his government? It is his bride. So in Matthew chapter 19 verses 27 and 28 it is written, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed you. What shall we have? And Yeshua said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that you which have followed me, meaning you have forsaken this world, its system, and its values, and you've laid down your life to seek to follow me and do my will, in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, you also shall sit upon the twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. In other words, those who forsake all, that is the things of this world, and pursue the things of the kingdom of God, you will rule and reign with Messiah in his kingdom. And those who forsake all and pursue the kingdom of heaven and doing the will of God in their lives and following Yeshua will have the very best that he has to offer. They will have eternal life, eternal chai, eternal zoe, and thus be his bride who will live and dwell forever with him in the new Jerusalem. So continuing in Matthew chapter 19 verse 29, And everyone that has forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall receive everlasting life. So next we're going to see that the Torah is 
a tree of life. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 it is written, My son, forget not my Torah, but let your heart keep my commandments. So the subject in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 is the Torah or the commandments. And what is said about the Torah or the commandments? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 18, For she is a tree of life. So the Torah in Hebrew ends in A-H. It's a feminine word. So being a feminine word, the Torah is a she. She, the Torah, is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retains her. Well, this tree of life is in the New Jerusalem. In Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 and 2 and verse 14, it is written, And he showed me a pure river of water of life proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was the tree of life. So the Torah, or following and keeping the commandments of Yeshua, which we do by his Spirit, is a tree of life. And the tree of life is in the New Jerusalem. So that's why Yeshua said in Revelation chapter 22 verse 14, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they might have right to the tree of life. In other words, there are people of truth and righteousness, the characteristics of the city of Jerusalem, and that they may enter in through the gates into the city. That means they will live in the city. That is because the New Jerusalem is the city of the bride. In Revelation chapter 21 verse 9 and 10 it is written, And there came unto me one one of the seven angels and talked with me saying come I will show you the bride the lamb's wife and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and a high mountain a reference to Mount Zion and he showed me that great city the holy Jerusalem so the heavenly Jerusalem or Mount Zion is the city of Yeshua's bride and let us remember once again that the tabernacle in the wilderness that the God of Israel instructed Moses to build was patterned after the heavenly tabernacle so in Exodus chapter 25 verses 8 and 9 it is written and let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell among them according to all that I show you after the pattern of the tabernacle tabernacle and the pattern of the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. And when the tabernacle was fully built, then we're told in Exodus chapter 40 verse 34, then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So even as the glory of the Lord filled the earthly tabernacle, the glory of the Lord fills the heavenly tabernacle. And who is the glory of the Lord that lights the heavenly tabernacle or the heavenly Jerusalem? It is Yeshua. In Revelation chapter 21 verse 23 it is written, In the city, that is the new Jerusalem, had no need of the sun, neither the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. So that's going to conclude our teaching on the spiritual journey of the children of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land with the specific destination being Jerusalem or Mount Zion as the physical journey of the children of Israel is a spiritual blueprint for all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah regarding the walk that he's called his people to take in service to his kingdom to bear fruit for his kingdom as you seek to do the will of God in your life. So let's summarize once again the major concepts that we taught in this teaching. Number one, spiritually speaking, all those who are redeemed from Egypt, which is a type of the world and the world system, and who put the blood of the Lamb upon their doorpost, which for the children of Israel this was the celebration of Passover, they came out of Egypt not because they deserved it, but it was by the grace of God when they expressed faith and trust in Him by doing what He said by putting the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. And those who are saved by the blood of Yeshua will have eternal life. 
However, just as the God of Israel said he brought him out of Egypt to bring him into the promised land, our calling in being saved in Yeshua is to go to the spiritual promised land of Yeshua, which is doing his will in our lives, believing his promises to us, and to follow his Torah by his Holy Spirit. Number two, not all those who came out of Egypt who put the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost, which spiritually foreshadows those who are saved by grace through faith, through the blood of Yeshua when he died on the tree. For the children of Israel, not all those that came out of Egypt entered into the promised land. Spiritually speaking, not all those who believe in Yeshua as the Messiah are going to do his will in their lives, going to believe his promises, and be obedient to love him, keep his commandments, and follow his Torah. In other words, those who fail to do so are spiritual babes in Messiah. And the babes in Messiah don't make it to the promised land. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they went in the wilderness. Spiritually, the wilderness represents the trials and the tribulations of life. Those of the children of Israel who died in the wilderness did so because they were spiritually immature. They could not overcome the desires of their flesh, carnal thinking, and doing what they thought was best according to their will, based upon their perspectives. Number three, spiritually the wilderness teaches you that you need to put your entire trust in following the God of Israel in the Torah of Yeshua. This means to follow his Torah by his spirit, to believe his promises, and to seek to do his will for your life. Just like the children of Israel, in our wilderness of life, the God of Israel will intervene in your life, showing you that he is real, and give you his supernatural provision. The God of Israel took his people in the wilderness for the purpose to cause them to understand that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and for him to remove Egypt out of their hearts and out of their minds, and that they would not walk after their flesh or carnal thinking, because it needed to be crucified. And they needed to grow in trusting in the God of Israel. And they needed to renew their minds to follow his Torah, which he gave to them at Mount Sinai. Believe his promises and do his will for their lives. Number four. Spiritually, those who follow the Torah of the God of Israel by his spirit, who believes his promises and does his will in their lives, will ascend to Jerusalem or Mount Zion. The one who achieves this goal is the dwelling bride of Yeshua. She will live forever with him in the new Jerusalem. Number five. Not everyone who will spend eternity with Yeshua will have equal spiritual status. The spiritual babes or children in Yeshua will live outside the new Jerusalem. They will live in the outer court of heaven. The spiritually mature in Yeshua, that is his bride, will live forever with him in the new Jerusalem or Mount Zion. Number six, in order to be the dwelling bride of Yeshua and spiritually ascend to Mount Zion, she must be redeemed out of Egypt, the type of the world and the world system, by being saved by grace through faith, overcome the trials and the tribulations in life represented by the children of Israel spending 40 years in the wilderness, follow his Torah by his spirit, in other words, be obedient to his commandments that he gave his people at Mount Sinai, by loving your neighbor as yourself, and produce the fruit of the Spirit, while believing His promises and dedicating your life to do His will for your life. And finally, number seven, the bride of Yeshua will bear much fruit for His kingdom and live her life to give glory to the God of Israel.
Well, this is going to conclude our teaching on the spiritual journey of the children of Israel out of Egypt to the Promised Land with the specific destination being Jerusalem or Mount Zion. And as we have shown you quite extensively with many examples, this is a spiritual blueprint for all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah in the blueprint that the God of Israel calls for his bride to walk in. In being faithful to him, she will live forever with him in the new Jerusalem. May you and I be that faithful bride. Well, that's going to conclude part 20 of the series on the subject, Our Spiritual Journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.